Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening to this ninth episode of South to South. It's me, Joe Vargas, again for the ninth time, and my co-host, Juice. Ch-ch-juice. What's yeah. up, everyone? Yeah, thanks again for listening and tuning into this. Hopefully, you've been getting some goodness out of, or a lot of goodness or greatness out of these uh, free podcasts that are really helping myself as I'm listening to myself and go back and listen to these podcasts. And I hope it's doing the same for you. Um, Today is a new day for new things. And I want to make this podcast about the subject of culture different culture, structure in different countries and how people that I've seen in my experiences of travel to Mexico is the one that I'm going to use, but that's going to be later on in, the, in this podcast. I'm going to start off with this weekend, how all this transition. By the way, how was your weekend, Juice? How was the weather here in Georgia? Weather was fine. It was like perfect. I thought I was in California, you know, for like, you know, a couple of days. Minus the earthquakes. I know, right? Yeah, but beautiful days. Well, that's how it was in Chi-Town. I was in Chicago. I got a uh, call from my uncle to go and visit simply because another uncle was coming in for the weekend that had just came in from Mexico. He got his visa. He got all that good stuff to come and visit. He could go back and forth as he pleases, and he's been waiting for a super long time. I believe he's about 74 years old. 74 years old, first time in Mexico, and he was here this weekend, and he'll be here for another week, and he's going to go visit his kids in cities like California, but it was cool to sit down and talk to him. Number one, I'll backtrack to these two uncles that I went to visit in Chicago this past weekend. So my uncles are new uncles from my other side of my family, which it's on my dad's side of the family. I never knew who my dad was until recently, and I haven't seen him, but I've met my two uncles, and I have some aunts, which are his brothers and sisters. They are really, really, really good people, good hearts, really nice people, man, and I am so blessed to have them in my family. Along with finding out who my dad is, I also have two additional brothers and a sister, which are likewise awesome-ass people. And it's big bonuses in my life that are a part of my life and my family's life now, you know? Yeah. I hope you get to meet them one day too, man. They're really cool. So yeah. we went Saturday morning. I had pro- I had told him I was going to bring carnitas, tamales, and menudo. And Damn. I'll be there at 10 o'clock. So it's an hour drive from where we're at to where they're at. I got there at 1004 with your tia with carnitas, menudo, tamales, and two 12-packs of beer. Whoever wanted to drink beer, I had like three of them. But I get there. I'm always welcome. My family and I, I even brought my two dogs, Mac and Kali, both Bernie Doodles, once 13 months, 78 pounds, size of a, a pony. And Kali, she's 13 weeks. She's the size of my boxer that is eight years old. But they grow to be huge as you've seen them, Juice. But anyway, I took them. We're all welcome there as usual. Sit outside in the back and talk to my uncles. First time talking to one of my uncles. 
and um they had just recently came from mexico from visiting and from one uncle helping the other get to the united states legally and we're sitting there and during all the discussions that we had it was really cool to where we start talking about how fast-paced things are here in the united states and how things are in mexico so my uncle jose he goes to mexico once a year and he says he comes back nice refreshed where he feels like he's got a he had a cleanse in his mind body and soul he says describes when he's out there he feels at peace he feels tranquility and it's nothing but peacefulness out there to where he loves to go and visit he loves to go and come back refreshed but when he gets here is a different story now that reminded me of when he was explaining that to me every the times that i've been to mexico that's how i feel you go to a different country and i'm using mexico as the country that i've been to where i've seen it different but i've heard it from other people that travel to different countries like um, India, they talk about their culture of how they live, and it's it's kind of different from us. We're here in the United States, and everything's fast-paced. Everything's like, I want it now. I don't have it now, and I get frustrated, stress, anxiety. We have all that going on every day. And some people don't travel outside of their 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 homes, their cities, their states. So not a lot of people know that things are even out there. Like I didn't know Georgia was out there when I was in Chicago, a teenager. You know, I thought that's how every city was, but I can't, you can't think that way because we don't know. We haven't been to different countries, but this is an example of how mentalities are in the country of Mexico. And I'm not saying all of them, but most of people in that country, their use of handling things like this in this manner. Now, this is the story of this past time in December when I was in Chicago, in Chicago, in Mexico, I'm sorry. I only went for four days. So I arrive and the next, after two days, I feel that peace, that tranquility. And um, what helped see that and feel it was its experience that we went through. So in Tarimoro, Guanajuato, that's the city and state in Mexico that I visited. It's where a lot of my family's from, my wife's family's from. Beautiful, beautiful little town. Have you been there, Juice? No. That's where a lot of our family's from too. Well, before it was your nice little town very super small limited amount of people now it's got a lot of good people a lot of big structures and it's a very nice town to go visit you know yeah so in tarimoro there's this mountain that it's called el cerro del padre and um i might I don't want to say nothing wrong or different, but I believe the Capita, which is a chapel, it's on its way to El Cerro del Padre. There's no road, access roads, no name roads. You off-road if you go in there. There's a trail, but it's rocky. 
there's people that go up with uh, Volkswagen Beetles, like my father-in-law, but with his luck, I don't know how he does it. He gets up and down, thank God. Damn. You know, and it's Volkswagen Beetle. Yeah. So in this circumstance, we were in a van. I believe it was like a caravan, Dodge Caravan or something like that. You mm-hmm. know, it was, it was Christina's cousin, Adi, her husband, Ramon, driving. Huge dude. It's probably like 200 pounds, six foot five, maybe. He's a big dude, you know. Damn. Cool, though, man. He's cool, big, funny, and most importantly, he has freaking patience that he could probably chip off and sell because a lot of people need to find it, buy it, use it, you know. But anyway, he was a driver. My father-in-law's in in the front seat. Two females, Christina and her cousin in the middle. I'm all the way in the back. I got the cooler with me. I'm serving the the, uh, Centenario with some squirt and club soda. I'm like the bartender back there just chilling, having a drink too. We're on our way up this mountain to the Capita. The Capita, it's a little chapel where you have the Virgin Mary in there and statues of saints, little small chapel that people walk up there. And the reason people go up and visit is to to pray, give thanks. When they give thanks, by them sacrificing something, it's them walking up that mountain to pay, to give thanks, um, or they drive, you know. In this case, it was six of us. We took a van up there, and about three-quarters of the way where you could see the chapel, it probably takes about 30 minutes, you know, in a car. It takes about four hours if you hike it up there. Holy cow. Um, 30 minutes yeah, in, in, in a car. We're about three quarters of a way up. So three quarters of a way up, we see it. And all of a sudden, we also, we don't see it all of a sudden. You know why? Why? Because a radiator went poof. Oh, damn. And all we seen was the steam from the evaporation. And we couldn't see Jack. Damn. Automatically stopped. I'm like, turn off the van. They turn off the van. We get out and pop the hood. We just see all the radiator fluid coming down. So we know we're not going back down with this busted radiator. It's not to where you could fill it up with the water we had in the cooler. Yeah. Because it was just coming straight out the bottom. Oh, gosh. And um, let me ask you before I continue. You're three-quarters of a way up a mountain that's very rocky. Nowhere, no people in sight. You have your cell phones. There's nobody to help you. You can't say, hey, pull aside, give me a ride down, you know, take me to the body shop. Yeah. What would be your first reaction? Honestly, genuine reaction. And you could think about it because I'll tell you my reaction. If that happened to me in the United States here, yes, I would look for the solution, but I would be like, damn, my day's kind of ruined already, you know? Yeah. My day's ruined. This just happened. I have to stop everything else ahead of me. Now, this was about 3 o'clock this happened, p.m., and it was a Saturday, I believe. Saturday, Friday or Saturday. So what would be your reaction if that happened to you here, going up a mountain, you're going up to pay your thanks because of something that you prayed for, your prayer was answered, and you're on your way up to go and, and say thank you for answering my prayer. And this situation happens where your radiator bus. What would be your first reaction? 
I don't know how to say it, but uh, say it like it would be. You know, it would it happen. It happened to me. Yeah, I, I, I would go kind of yeah, crazy. I would go crazy, and then I would just look around my surroundings and see if I could put that freaking van in neutral and freaking coast all the way down. Yep, that's exactly what we did. You know, heavy ass van. Like I said, this is an off road. No, no uh, lines. No maintenance to these roads. All rocky, and there's nowhere to really turn easy you know you're going up you're at an incline and there's no road no shoulder no double lane it's just rocks you know that people created going up there and everybody follows so um yes that is what we did and it took us a while to turn that mug i bet forward because you're not going to go reverse on neutral (laughs) that'd be crazy but what really surprised me and didn't surprise me and i believe i grew some patience out of that was everybody's reaction nobody skipped a beat on the vibe that everybody had everybody was happy i was happy everyone felt worry free while we're going up the mountain and with this that happened we're coming down the mountain after we did maneuver a uh, what was it? Shit. It might have been a 12 point turn because we had to move like rocks yeah. that were movable in order to be able to turn that van. Holy and we had cow. to push it, pushing it down to re- be able to yeah. put put it into the, the little grassy, rocky area. That was easy to push it back after we moved some rocks. But turning it back forward around where you got to push uphill at, at a slight angle. Oh, damn. Yeah. That's a workout. And yeah, it was a workout, but whoever was feeling that little twinkle from the buzz, you know, it's the yeah. Centenario. Centenario is a really good tequila. It's got a big bull, white bull on the front of the picture. And it's called Centenario because that's the name of that famous bull that would knock all these guys off, you know? Yeah. And then they made a tequila off of him. That's badass. Yeah, it is. It tastes badass too. Put the bull inside and, you know, you guys to, you know, push that thing. Yep. But it took the bull out of us when we were pushing it up because it really was a mother. We are sweating, and my father-in-law is 63 years old at that time. He can't push too much without nothing come out the rear. Just kidding. <laughs> but Ramon, he pushed. I pushed. My father-in-law pushed. And we got it turned around. But like I said, it didn't bust anybody's vibe. It didn't burst anybody's bubble. And I stood in that bubble with them, you know? I'm like, hey. Who wants a drink after we got it turned around? Ramon's on the driver's side. Yeah. We we got the radio on, and we're on neutral, and we're slowly going down that hill for about maybe 20 minutes, 25 minutes. That's Damn. how far we're all already up, but it was faster coming down. Oh, pussy. And um, I served everybody a drink. We're all going down with a drink with the radio on. And like five minutes later, somebody's coming up the hill. We pull to the side, let them go up. And we're like, hey, how's it going? Almost as if we're coming back down with the van on. We're all good. And um, if only they knew. So let me backtrack a little bit. We're at the top of the mountain. And I'm like, I told Ramon right away. I'm like, if you know anybody that you can call to meet us down there by the time we get there, Go ahead and do that. That way, when we get down, 
somebody's already there waiting yeah. for us. So that's what he did. We get all the way down. We each finished our drink. And there's nobody there waiting for us. He calls his friend. He's like, oh, man, I'm still running behind. I got to go here first, and then I'll be over there. But he didn't tell him that at first when he initially called him. So then I'm like, listening. I'm like, all right, so there's nobody coming. He hangs up, and he's like, well, he's going to be here until I don't know what. I'm like, where's the closest shop, you know? Well, where they fixed it before, it's probably about half a mile. And I'm like, well, shit, we're right here at the bottom of the mountain. Why don't we just push it, you know? And my father-in-law, he's like, yeah, let's get off. Let's just push it, you know? And I'm like, all right, cool. And Ramon, he's really big. He's like telling my father-in-law, you're older, you're smaller. Get in the driver's side and we'll push. He's like, no, nah, no. Nah. He really didn't want to put, drive, put get in the driver's side, you know? So us three, we start pushing. And um, I think Adi or Christina start moving the wheel, driving it while we're pushing. And it was literally, it's, it's funny as shit, man. It was literally maybe one, two, three, five, five seconds too long. Three seconds into pushing, my father-in-law stops because we were pushing too fast right and he couldn't keep up. So I turn around, I'm like, you ain't going to push, get in the driver's seat. Nah, nah, I'll be right there. Hit, we're, Ramon and I were pushing, pushing, pushing. We're going faster and faster. Yeah. He's all the way in the back walking. <laughs> And um, Ramon gets it. We're going so fast. And Ramon gets in the driver's side to push it, drive it all as far as he can. Yeah. And I'm pushing, pushing. I'm like, damn, I, that's it. I just give it one last push and let it roll so I could run or walk, take a breather. Yeah. And at that time, I turn around. I'm like, I'm laughing at my father-in-law because he's like way back there. He's like, wait for me. I'm like, hey, man. I'm yelling. I'm like, you didn't want to get in the driver's seat. But we that's ended funny. up pushing it which was probably three quarters of a mile i thought it was like around the block yeah. we pushed it three quarters of a mile damn but it's all flat ground and um we got it to the, the shop the guy that was going to pick us up he got there and picked us up go to the house transfer the cooler into the volkswagen we get in the volkswagen and we go to the presa the presa it's a dam with a nice, quiet view of the water. There's picnic areas. That's what we did. That's where we ended up after all that, you know? Yeah. And here in the United States, if something like that starts, I feel like for 90% of situations like that, don't end up having a picnic, watching a beautiful view of a dam with water just nice and tranquil. You know, you're, you're right. I don't think so either. No, but the first reaction, there is one, two, three, four, five of us. First reaction was myself keeping it to myself. I'm like, oh, damn. I wonder how all this is going to transpire, yeah. you know, but you go one at a time. First, figure out what the problem is, what the solution is and plan it out. And everybody else's mind where we're, we're patience came in play and no, no negativity came in play to burst everybody's bubble that was well inflated you yeah. know and over here shit like that happens i mean we're raging hell we're like 
this day is is I'm so over this day. Yeah. Um, no, this day is hell. Arguments or fuck with your this, spouse. Or your fault this, or your fault that, or this and that. And you go home and that's it. You know, yeah. you're still raw, irritated of the whole situation that happened. So that's the expression that my uncle had from his visit. That's what I feel when I go visit. I see everybody chill, you know, they don't react in chaos like a lot of us do. They don't honk the horn as soon as the light turns green when you're behind somebody oh beeping, yeah, you know, know like Brett, like you're on family feud, ready to push the button and you don't even know the answer yet, yeah. but you're pushing it because you want to be the faster one to push the button. Yeah. Why? What's the purpose of that? What's the purpose of not having patience? What's the purpose of causing irritation to other people some people feed off of shit like that you know some people like to cause irritation to people and they feel good i don't know why i don't know what you call that disease but there's peace there's tranquility and i just believe in my own opinion it starts within it starts inside your heart your soul your mind your body but you have to know where you stand with yourself you know the mirrors are there to see a reflection of yourself. You can't see the inside of yourself, but they're there. And you look at that mirror every day. And every day, I guarantee that there's something you don't like or you do like. In my case, there's always something in that mirror that needs maintenance, that needs attention, you know, inside and out. You need to maintain that, maintain patience, maintain goodness. And let's share that and spread that out, man. You know, that's what we really, really need. And like I said, all these podcasts, all this info I put out, it's the shit that I need to hear myself just to remind myself, you know, it's me looking at the mirror, talking to myself and reassuring that everything's going to be all right, that I'm going to make sure everything's going to be all right, that I'm going to make sure I'm going to be solid i'm gonna have a strong foundation from head to toe and go from there baby you know yeah what do you think on all this juicy fruit <clears throat> damn no you're absolutely right on the the life here and you know it's more fast-paced yeah we want things yesterday that's why you know we're so spoiled amazon prime and you know things like that and you know we throw a fit whenever we don't get what we want when we want it so yeah, I definitely understand, but it's yeah. the little things that, you know, that that are nice, you know, the best things in life are free, and so I feel like everything happens for a reason, and so, you know, it made you appreciate, you know, things a little bit more, you know, and all that stuff, so, yeah. Yeah, and it's crazy because I already knew that, like, when, and it reminded me, that's when I, I text you Saturday, I'm like, this is going to be a podcast that is gonna be good to talk about you know yes yeah. most importantly what what i gathered out of what i realized when i was listening to him is that i do feel the same way and when i'm over there i tell myself when i get back i'm gonna implement this in my life this in my life this in my life and i'm gonna make sure that i f keep this feeling that i feel over there and take it with me and feel the same way over there but it's like a week, two weeks after you're back in the U.S., you go back to normal, to 
everybody else's shit, you know? Yeah. Because you see a lot of things over here, deal with a lot of things over here that you don't go through over there. So it's like you just have to fit in here. And over there you get get to Mexico when I get there. It's easy for me to fall in the pillow of softness, you know? Yeah. I come back over here. I jump in a fucking pillow of, of bed bugs, it feels like, you know? Yeah. And it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. Like I said, I talk to the mirror. I'm talking to myself. I listen to myself. And by doing so, you could get a better feel of what you need to modify, what you need to enhance in yourself. I like to step back away from my body and just picture the back of my body and picture my body looking at everything in the sky, which is all the things, all the priorities, everything in my life, people I make happy, people I make mad. And I step back and have to look at that and step back in my body and be able to grab those and fix things, you know, pay attention to the things that need to be paid attention to. And that's bettering yourself every day. That's how you better yourself every day. Every day, you can better yourself. You can bring out the best out of yourself. You can start using that other sense that we have in our head, in our in our brains that we don't know how to use yet. I'm still trying to discover that. When I do, I'm going to share that shit with everybody. But um, in the meantime, wake up. Be thankful for that day of life. Go make people smile. They ain't going to smile unless you're smiling. If you're frowning, if you got that shit look where you don't feel like working... You're going to spread that to them. That's not what we need. And let's go be uh, let's go be great, baby. Let's go be great. Let's bring out the best out of ourselves and dish it out to everybody. You know, hope this podcast has helped you. I hope you liked it. I hope you can share it and go go be a beast, baby. Let's go win it, man. Let's go win it. Let's go be that person that's yelling at the TV when you're running back from your favorite team is getting tackled or running down the middle. Oh, why did you run down the middle? Oh, why didn't you catch that ball? Oh, why'd you just run for a yard? You know, put all that energy into your own self. Why didn't you work that overtime? Why didn't you go and try to get that job that's going to pay you more money? Why didn't you go clean the house when you're supposed to? Why didn't you throw out the garbage? You know, why didn't you do what you had to do? Or why didn't you go do more than what you had to do? You know what I'm saying? Keep yourself busy. Keep yourself busy. Things will get done. But you have to maintain busy all day. There's always shit to do. There's always shit to clean. There's always shit to organize. If not, there's always time that you have to work on yourself. Peace out. Amen. All right, cool.